we are knee deep into the Habakkuk sermon series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good. It is good. Finally and got here. It's true. And Micah, you just kicked <laughs> off some teaching for us this past weekend uh, with Habakkuk 1-1. I, yeah. I was joking during our service prep to our whole like production and worship team, just that Micah's going to go for 38 <laughs> minutes on on one verse. And you just had this look. It's not it's, it's not one, Miles. It's like, and so, yeah. But, but either way, no, it's a fantastic uh, start to our series, I think. Sure. Uh, it's very yeah. interesting. A lot of the points that you raised and a lot of the things you brought to the table. Mm. Uh, but, you know, those of you that are kind of tuning in and aren't familiar with the voices you're hearing or the faces you're seeing. Yeah. Uh, this is Micah Hasty. He is our worship pastor at the North Canton Chapel and I'm Miles Quibido, the creative and production director. And so uh, knowing that also, if you are watching this and you're seeing the double denim jacket situation going it's on. It's just a thing that happens. It's today. a thing that happens. Micah did not call me this morning giddy <laughs> to ask me if I was going to wear my jacket. We just showed up and it's happening. It's, here we are. Yeah. It's good. Confidently wearing it. I yeah. thought about taking off mine, but then I thought about it. No, it's it's beautiful. It's We're a beautiful good. collision. It's, so that's a David Crowder reference, is it? <laughs> way that's a way back. Reference. Maybe that's like deep in my brain. It's and it just came be. out. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so uh, Habakkuk one one. Yeah. Uh, the way that verse reads is very straightforward, mm-hmm. very simple. It says this. It says the oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Spicy. Yeah. So I guess all that to say is that springboarding off of that one verse. That one short sentence, um, what is an oracle in relation to the Bible? Let's yeah. just kind of just jump right into that because that's the one spicy word used in there yeah. beyond profit yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is worth noting. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's, we did joke quite a bit about the single verse. Sure. Um, but I think there's a lot of times we'll quickly read over a verse like this. Mm-hmm. And when we do, we miss the greater context of what's going on For with sure. everything that follows. Context is key. We right. got to know. Right. And so we see it as this like brief introduction and then on we go. Like yeah. we just, dear Micah, and off we run. Right. Um, but with this specifically, like these words, oracle and prophet, they carry a lot of weight and they carried a lot of weight when they were said then. And they carry a lot of weight for us now sure. to help us better understand those things. Right. Uh, so an oracle throughout the Old Testament, when we see that word, it's typically aligned with uh, a either a message or a vision that is given from God to a prophet. Uh, it's almost always a message of judgment mm. and it's always named as to who that's going to be about. Sure. Um, and so like it would be, hey, this is an oracle uh, for miles about the coming judgment. That's I'm coming, excited. <laughs> Yay. Good to know. <laughs> right. Which is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was, it always was this precursor. You know, yeah, when, sure. when people heard the word oracle, it was a Judgment is yeah. coming. Yeah. Like there's something. Hold on to your seats. Right. What's this, about this to be is, said is a thing. Right. Yeah. This is different than a prophet going, hey, here's some things that God is going to do. Right. This is like, it, it was a very specific type of prophetic okay. word. And within that, uh, for this specific oracle in Habakkuk, it's different uh, because it, it's not often, in fact, in none of the other 18 instances of Oracle in the Old Testament does this happen. Uh, but with Habakkuk specifically, it's not a pronouncement. Like it's not a, hey, here's some things that God is giving Habakkuk that he wants us to all see and know as a, a message. Mm-hmm. But rather, God gives Habakkuk a vision and includes himself in it. So mm-hmm. we have this dialogue that happens all throughout the book between Habakkuk and God. Interesting. And yeah. how how the prophet deals with what the judgment is to come, right. how that fleshes out with him. And tr- really, we get to see this intense glimpse into how Habakkuk processes that, mm-hmm. what his emotions are around it, how he feels about God in response to it. Uh, and throughout the series, we're going to really dive deep into that and go, what does that mean 
for us. Because uh, there's some things that Habakkuk says uh, that quite honestly, if you or I, like, if well, if we said them out loud, we might go, hey, man, is everything okay? Yeah, like, right. Do you, like, do you still believe in God? Yeah, like, for I mean, sure. Because he really does. Like, he, he throws some hard accusations at God yeah. and goes, look, I see all this sin going on. Right. I see all this wrongdoing. In fact, we're going to look at it in uh, this upcoming Sunday, you know, whenever I'm looking at that in week two of this series. Um, and he he comes to him and says, this wrongdoing confronts me. Right. Like it's this very personal in yeah. his face. Like it's, it is intimately acquainted with him. Mm-hmm. And he's going, I see all of this. God, where in the world are you? Yeah. Like, why don't you see it? What are you doing? Yeah. And so that, like, just that whole idea of judgment, of oracle, and how that carries through uh, throughout the Old Testament, but specifically in Habakkuk, it's always really interesting because it is this judgment. But with Habakkuk, it's unique, again, because we get to see how a human being can hold the faith, can have this deep faith in God, but also have all of these questions yeah. and accusations and come to him in that way. Well, it's such an interesting thing because I feel like, um, and this is like a small tangent that I'm even just kind of like spontaneously thinking about. I think that the, the interesting nature of kind of when we think of prophet or oracle for that matter, but just like in our mind, we see this very confident, this very exclaiming, this very yep. like, I know exactly what I'm saying, how I'm going to say it. And there's no confusion on the intent. I am for it, supporting it and get it 100%. And what we're seeing and what you're saying Mm -hmm. is that's not always the case. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the vessel is not as confident as the, the, the word being put out, especially as it relates to some of the things we learn, you know, later in the new Testament is like God's ways are higher than our ways. We Mm -hmm. are people. He is God. And sometimes when we're told to carry out the message of God, we don't fully know what he's doing inside of that. And so everything you're saying about Habakkuk and his intention is kind of curious. And even kind of maybe to run concurrently uh, with that idea is like, we think about Habakkuk, you know, like you said, opening up, we're clarifying who he is, what he's about to do. Um, And then even you mentioned briefly, those of you that are sticking with us, wait for next week, because Mike is exactly right. There is a bit of a burden and a like, not fully getting what God's doing. Mm -hmm. But then inversely, we look at Jonah. We look at this guy and he's just like, God's putting him on a path to go to Nineveh. And he almost in the opposite perspective is just like, I'm not doing anything. I don't want to do it. Right. It's swallowed drags by a his, whale. Drags his feet yeah. the whole way. Yeah. yeah. And then even then when the, the not to spoil Jonah for anybody, <laughs> but the way that it all goes, he goes to Nineveh, God delivers him. And, and you know, first of all, uh, Jonah goes to rebuke him, but ultimately God like spares Nineveh mm-hmm. and Jonah is ticked. Yeah. So again, talking about people that are the mouthpiece of God in these moments in the Old Testament, right. but carrying out the will of God isn't always as clear to the person sure. as much as the faithfulness in well, their walk to get there. Right. And, and there's a piece of that too, where both Jonah and Habakkuk, like if, even though Jonah drags his feet to get there, like they both have to wrestle with this faithfulness to do what God has called them to For do. Sure. Yeah. Even if, it doesn't go the way they want it to go. Right, right. right? Because in a, in a, conversely with both of them, like with Habakkuk, like he has to present this judgment. He doesn't like what's going to happen because he knows he's a recipient of it. For sure. And then with Jonah, he's going, man, I want the judgment. Right. Like, confront, do it. Yeah. Get Like wipe them off the map. And then God shows this incredible grace. mercy yeah, and grace. It's, it's amazing. Like, and they don't know what to do with right. it. Right. Yeah. And so there's always like, you know, to your point in the way that it is, there's just like, you can't always assume that the person carrying out the message is always in complete knowledge of it. And I think sure. it, it promotes this idea of humanity to the people that are faithful to what God tells them to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it also presents this thought that we can come to the table like 
full of faith and having doubt. For sure. Like we can hold these hand things together, hand. like right. faith and doubt. Like just doubt is not does not mean that it's the opposite of faith. Like that's mm -hmm. these things work hand in hand, and we see that often in the minor prophets, specifically in the Old Testament, and truthfully in our own lives. Yeah, for um, sure. But we've believed a lie, I think, many of us, that if we have doubt, mm -hmm. that it means, well, then I don't have enough faith. Yeah. And what it could really mean is, no, I, I do have faith. I just don't understand how it all works. That's true. And yeah. I've got it, like, I'm trying to figure this thing out. And so we come to God with faith and doubt, and then he meets us with grace and truth. Oh, And, solid. and yeah. just walks us through like, hey, I'm good. I'm God, no matter what, let's go. Like, yeah. let, let's do this thing together. Absolutely. So, and but, so kind of like tracking through all mm -hmm. of that um, to kind of like root us back to this idea of Oracle Habakkuk, what we're about to kind of dive into. Uh, you had another passage that you made a pass at. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So in, in Psalm 13, so the, the thing that we will see over and over again in Habakkuk, um, and it, it's actually something that for, for a while, there were some theologians that would kind of look at Habakkuk and go, we don't even know if this is all written by the same guy because of how how disjointed it felt, especially sure. when you get into like chapter three yeah. and you start looking tone at that. Shifts, right, there's sure. a massive tone shift. And so they're going, what is this? But really what Habakkuk does, is, and we see it very early on uh, at the beginning of the Oracle, he starts quoting scripture. Mm. And the thing that I think is so beautiful about that is that we see Habakkuk in a spot where he does bring faith and doubt sure. hand in hand to God. He doesn't like the way that this is all going to shape out. He has to wrestle with what do we do next? How do how does he hold the judgment of God while also trusting the sovereignty of God and the goodness of God in that? How, what does he do? And he what he does is he goes back to the scripture that he knows mm -hmm. and he begins to quote the scriptures that he has grown up with, the things that have that have anchored him in his faith sure. as he has followed God. And so at the beginning of, let me start in Habakkuk. So it's chapter one and then verses two, I'll just read verse two. It says, how long Lord must I cry for help, but you do not listen. I call out to you violence, but you do not deliver. And then we go to Psalm 13 verse one, where it says, how long Lord will you continue to ignore me? How long will you pay no attention to me? How long must I worry and suffer in broad daylight? How long will my enemy gloat over me? Look at me, answer me, O oh Lord my God, revive me or else I will die. Right? Like there's so much of this that even in his suffering and even in his frustration, he brings passages to mind that he knows are parts of scripture. Sure. And they run so closely, so hand in hand. And so we see that Psalm written by King David you know, that's this king that is ma named a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And the way that he speaks to God, even in For these sure, moments right? is, God, where are you? How long, how long am I going to have to endure this? And what we see over and over again is God going, I am at work. Yeah. I am working. I am moving. You may not see it, or it may not be happening in the way you would prefer it to yeah. happen. Yeah. But I'm here. I am working. Trust me. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. so, I mean, that's an, an interesting kind of like way of putting it still. And, it, and again, it roots back to some of those pieces we were saying about before. Faith and doubt mm -hmm. are not mutually exclusive. Like right. there are yeah. things about the yeah. ideas of those two that do meet hand in hand, mm -hmm. especially when we're dealing with people like yeah. human beings and meeting an all-knowing, omnipotent, 
fully controlling God. Like yeah. he knows what's up. Yeah. And so I think Habakkuk is going to be one of those books that we're going to see this humanity of a prophet fleshed out yeah. in full, especially as it relates to uh, the people he's speaking to. And yeah. So, yeah. Well, he, he does this beautiful thing. So not just in his suffering, but again, we'll, and we'll, I won't spoil it because I know For that sure. we're going to talk in future touch right, points right, about right. chapter three and those kind of things. But he really does go to this spot where he just starts encouraging his own soul with the truth of scripture. Yeah, you got to do that. Right. And That's I think good. I think for us, you know, and we talked briefly about it on Sunday, even with the like prophet and the word prophet and how do we know these things are good? Like even yeah, in the New sure. Testament, what does that mean? And how do we navigate that? I know we don't have all the time to get into all that here. <laughs> we sit here for right? a while. We, we'd be that. here yeah, for, for a while. Sure. Uh, but there's a piece of it in when, when Paul is walking through, how do we evaluate this thing? Yeah. How do we evaluate prophecy? And he says, hold everything against what is good. Mm. Like test it, yeah. examine it. And so what does Habakkuk do whenever he has to figure out what do I do with these things that God is doing? The things that I don't understand. He essentially is testing it. Yeah. He's going back to scripture. He's evaluating yeah. his circumstances against the grain of scripture and going, what do I know about this God oh, sure. that I worship? Right. What do I know that is true about him? Okay, let me anchor myself back to those things yeah. and then go into life as it comes. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, to, and I know that in a way you're kind of like pushing into this too. It's just like, that's, that is a solid bet for anybody, anytime for yeah. any situation. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be this like grandiose thing of like, I'm delivering retribution <laughs> to a, an entire nation. It yeah. is like, oh my gosh, as I'm I'm walking through my day, I wake up mm -hmm. as an individual, a single mom, or just anybody yeah. who's trying to take on life. Mm -hmm. um, and there's this position of God, where are you with what's going on? Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, you know, you're pulling out Psalms, you're making all sense of how the most uh, revered persons, you know, David, a, a man after God's own heart, yeah. uh, is is a guy that at some point in his life, multiple points we've seen, mm -hmm. has put his fist to the sky and said, what are you doing? Yeah. And I think, again, that just promotes this idea of humanity for the people that are in scripture. I yeah. think so often um, we set this expectation on ourselves and for others at times where it's just as we're walking through our faith mm. and we're seeing these moments of, you know, faith and doubt yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. Um, we try to almost like before we give God a chance to condemn us, we condemn ourselves. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting uh, because even the most like elevated authority, you would say Oracle or prophet yep. King, yep. all these different people, even in their positions of life, were willing to, have written down the level of doubt that they have so we can see it now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, that, like I said, this there are a lot of interesting kind of like psychoanalyzations of of the people and persons in scripture yeah. uh, that are important for us to know. Is it mm -hmm. is it the most like like prescriptive thing? Do you need, I can this way, be this person, do this thing. It's not always, but descriptively, we yeah. can see that there's an interesting way that Habakkuk, King David, all these people approach life and approach faith. Sure. And it's quite, yeah. quite exciting well, to see. And if we, again, if we believe that scripture is God-breathed, that is profitable yeah, for right. instruction, for proof, like we walk through these things. If we believe that to be true about scripture and we believe that what is in right? Our Bible, like mm -hmm. the canon of scripture is the things that we need and the things that God knew we would need yeah. to understand him rightly, to understand how to relate to him. Then this tiny little three chapter book yep. in the back of the old Testament, like yep. this little prophet that is so easy to just 
like glaze over and not yep. even think about like we need it yeah like we need to see what this interaction is how it fleshes out because it helps us to understand god better and to respond to him that's better. true there's a reason why it's there yeah and there's a reason why as a church we're going through it yeah. and i'm excited to keep doing it so i mean micah like i said solid start to the the series and Thanks. it's it's going to be awesome to continue on and see how this whole thing lands and uh you know if this is your first time tuning into touchpoint first time checking out a series whether online or in person keep with us keep sticking with us and micah yeah. thank you so much for hanging out with us bro i love it mm -hmm. yeah see you.